Noel. Everything okay? <laughs> Everything is great. She's just excited for you to propose, which uh, you should do yes. as fast as you can. Uh, I was actually gonna. We're actually gonna. When, uh, well, well, since everyone here has a talent, my Mariano wanted to begin with a song. Luisa, could you bring over the piano? Okay. <laughs> uh, it's actually family tradition to sing after. <laughs> Hey everyone, welcome to another episode and the first of the first of the first download podcast of the new year. Um, I am Darren Jenkins. I am Chris Saunders. And on today's show, the feature film is Encanto, the 2021 Disney flick that um, everyone was talking about. So it was pretty good, actually, and we'll get into all that. I will start it us off by reading the uh, synopsis. The Magicals are an extraordinary family who live hidden in the mountains of Colombia in a charmed place called Encanto. The magic of Encanto has blessed every child in the family with a unique gift. Every child except for Mirabelle. However, she soon may be the Magicals last hope as she discovers that the magic surrounding Encanto is now in danger. Um, directors Byron Howard and Jared Bush. Music um, composed by Jermaine Franco with a box office of 216. In the budget, they just kind of left as two, 120 to 150. Yeah, so that's I, right, guess I guess whatever. Well, so, yeah. So I saw, well, in the credits, the closing credits, um, mm. well, aside from Jared Bush, who did Moana. Yep. Uh, Byron Howard, who did Zootopia, and there's another Sharice uh, Castro Smith, um, who the the one thing I noted for her was a Haunting of Hill House, something she's worked on previously. Okay, so that's yeah. much different from this. Well, it's a house, so there you go. Uh, that's good, good connection. Um, I mean, I saw a story by Lin Manuel Miranda, amongst yep. others. This has his foot fingerprints all over it, man. I mean, it also says. Uh, did he do some of the composition for this as well? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because I mean, I definitely hear his inflection at points, but not as heavily as in, say, you know, Hamilton or Moana. Yeah, some other projects he's worked on. Yeah, okay. but um, it's also got seven point three on IMDb right now. Interesting. Uh, but Rotten Tomatoes is ninety one percent from the critics, ninety three percent from the audience. Okay. Which is probably well, more accurate depiction of how this is received. Yeah, pretty much. You know, Disney, um, you know, this is their bread and butter. This is kind of like their bread and butter film, you know? Like, this is how they made their bones. And, you know, aside from all the excitement that they've generated by buying Marvel and creating those plat that platform, this is where they live, making these you know, one hour, 50 minute, um, family friendly animation films that have like a theme or, a, a some, something you're supposed to learn in the, in the movie, which is cool. I mean, those, to me, those are, the, those are, it, it makes, it's, it's a great kind of product to kind of put out because you can watch it at pretty much any time and, and it's usually pretty good. So, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, 
I mean, you pretty much said it all. Um, I would say, you know, you had the original Disney films, right? This right. is Disney Pixar. We had the original Disney films that very much focused on Disney princesses. Right. And like often being saved by the, the men. Um, and you see this more recent, I mean, pretty much all the recent films. I, okay. Well, there's um that one, I forgot what it was called with a, a sea creature that comes on land and. What the? Uh, I'm not sure what that one is. They actually have a refer to a Bruno in there too. Um, anyway, so they have that one that's focused around a, a male character, but a lot of the most recent ones are focused around female leads. Yeah, I mean, um, I as but the, but not as princesses as like the heroes, right? Like active heroes. Like you look at something like Tangled, which I think is another one of these directors worked on, where it's like. She's a bow and arrow. She fights. She's a fighter. Look at Moana. Right. Again, another one worked on like she's the the catalyst for the for the film for the story. So, um, you know, it's it's cool. I don't know if it's. I say it's cool. I don't know if it's because, um, like young girls are the, the main audience. I don't think it is. Yeah. Are the main audience for Disney? Um, uh, or, or they're just like they've gone. They went so far in the Disney princess damsel in distress direction and now <laughs> they want to go back in this direction and be like okay this is a, a more accurate depiction of how women are in this world right yeah i mean uh i, I don't i mean yeah a lot of yeah if you look back a lot of their a lot of their animation films are led by female characters on some you know just to a great degree i mean you could get kind of you can i mean Disney's kind of woke with with an asterisk, you know, kind of because there's always been like these kind of like, you know, conversations around princesses and you know the whole thing. Which I, to be honest, I, I I don't know if you want to think that much into the conversation. To me, it's just it's just a good story, and it's in and it's positive. It, it they don't end. Like it's not like old yellow. They don't kill the last. You know, it's the last thing is not somebody getting shot. You know what I mean? So, I don't see where that's a, you know, a negative to kind of give little girls kind of like something to aspire to. Um, and, I, I feel like Mirabelle shoots Abuela through the heart at one point in this film. Yeah, she was she was gangster. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, and I mean, as well, one of the IMDb tri- trivia's was um specific kind of on this topic was um Lin-Manuel Miranda has stated that he um, conceived this film as being um, about a Latin American Disney princess I don't consider her a princess like this is just a, a person yeah she's just a person <laughs> uh, and they, they throw magic into this conversation um, and he also wanted it to take place in the same universe as Moana it's not confirmed <laughs> that this is so what are they is. trying to make a universe is that is <laughs> I mean, if they if they, they want to, I mean, you know, uh, Disney owns Marvel. Marvel has MCU. Like, if you want to do this, you can do this. Like, <laughs> that would be interesting. To see, like they get together and like fight some, sh- like it, kind of like the Shrek movies where all the the Disney the yeah, fairy tale yeah, yeah. characters get together and like <laughs> form teams, good and evil. Like, we can do some crossover movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'd be kind of dope. <laughs> I could see that. You know, you know, we didn't so. We didn't mention the cast in this, and um, there's a lot of people who, honestly, and to my shame, in a lot of ways, a lot of a lot of actors I did not know. I didn't, 
Well, I didn't know a lot of them, and some of them I did, but a lot of them I did not. That, that, that's two of us. I mean, I don't know. If, should we be ashamed? Of that? These I like, don't know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, are these well major kind of... actors, or are these more? I mean, there are, so are some major actors, but there's are these just a lot of voiceover people, like people that do a lot of voice acting. I don't know. I think there's a combination there that, like, I think there's a they they might be famous in a lot of Hispanic content that we probably don't get exposed to as much mm -hmm. um which is good because they should be in this movie this this is this was how it should have been cast and and they did a great job doing that yeah i mean i'm looking at uh, the guy that plays castillo renzi felice right he was in runaways which is a hulu yeah a marvel hulu show um so I'm, i probably would recognize him if i saw him <laughs> Yeah, because um, I watched the, at least the first season of that. I mean, you got John Leguizamo. Yeah, love legend, him. absolutely. And I did not know that he was actually Colombian. <laughs> so, oh, you didn't know? All right, that I know. Uh, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know. I actually didn't know where he was from. I guess I just assumed because he's a New York guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I just assumed like Dominican or like Puerto <laughs> Rican, or I guess Mexican. You know, one of those three <laughs> major ones we mm. have here, right? Major groups. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and then you got Diane Guerrero, who, who I I've seen her in a number of um, films. She she's she's like I think she's kind of an up and comer in a lot of like she's done some good stuff recently, and I like her as a as an actress. Um, oh, she's Doom Patrol. I haven't watched that. Yeah, it's on my list. Orange oh, you're not Black. seen that yet? Oh my gosh, she's so good in that movie in that show. Well, there you go. Reason to check it out. Um, Stephanie reason. Beatrice, um, how familiar are you with her? Because yeah, I not, not by name, I'll tell you that. Yeah, not by name either. But I didn't recognize her as the girl from Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh, oh yeah, her. She's a serious one. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, I know her. Okay. She's good. Go. Okay. 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 We got another one from. Very surprising as as Mirabel. I I was like, okay. Well, yeah, because you picture her like. Being the yeah. hard ass in that, <laughs> that deadpan face that she gives. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. So you know. Yeah. There you go. Under the radar, folks. Uh, over yep. the radar, folks. Um, but overall, like, again, it's voice acting. So you know, a lot of the emotion you get is from you know the, the animation. But like, right. I thought it wasn't something that stuck out to me. Like, it wasn't like, oh wow, that's a great voice performance. Right. But like, yeah. 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 It, but it all works with the animation. There was no one in there that was like, oh, this, this is, they're not doing this justice. So yeah, it looks like it was really cast well. And Alan Tudyk is in this, which I was like, what? Who that? Alan Tudyk, man. You don't know Alan Tudyk? Come really on. Is. He is such a great character actor. He was in um, <laughs> Tucker and Dale versus Evil. He's in, he was in Serenity, Dodgeball. Um, what was he in Dodgeball? He was the uh, pirate. Oh, that dude. Oh, what character did he play in this? He played uh, Pico. Who's Pico? Pico is. Um, so many characters in this. Let me, I'm just looking them up. Did you know that there's a there's a whole thing online about all the characters in this movie where there's like like I don't know something about their ages. They like lay out why they all were specific ages in the movie. No, and I'm like come across this. Why in the world would that even be a thing? Um, trying to see if I can find them. I can't find them on on the character list. Uh, yeah, it's not IMDb. Let me uh. 
it's just but, the search uh, can't do. Oh, he's the the toucan. Oh, the toucan. <laughs> oh, that so fits. Okay. So you know what's funny? I, I found something about that as well. He's also the voice of Hey Hey oh, <laughs> in Moana. <laughs> really? That's hilarious. There he is, Andy. I did write this down, Andy Tudyk. I didn't know how to pronounce his name. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I don't know. I guess we haven't even really gotten to this film yet, but um. Yep. Yeah, that's another theme of these um these these recent films is like the dark the darkness yep that it usually start out with like you talk about up um inside out like there's very serious topics and like dark uh, openings and stuff like that this one does the same it's like immediately like that you come out on this family essentially just escaping something in Colombia, right. like they have to leave their home and they don't tell us why. And like later on, we get a little bit more information and immediately. Right. I'm like, wait, what, what are they running from? Like, what's, what are the dangers they're talking about? I'm like, this is like a drug cartel. <laughs> and then I go to like immigration and like, you know, people traveling from South America, Latin America to the U S like stuff like that. Right. Which is obviously like very hot topics. And so like, that was the first thing that jumped in my head, but they give us no explanation to like, yeah, I mean, all you see is like the kind of like the silhouettes of whatever they were running from. Yeah, I guess they didn't want to be too politically tied to the movie, so they just made it pretty vague. But yeah, very vague. But that's fine. I mean, it's fine. You don't want to get specific. You don't want them running from, you know, the the Juarez cartel or something. <laughs> you know, just and like, yeah, I don't even know because you know, again, it's just. Manuel wanted this to be in the same world as Moana. Like, okay, where does this fit into reality as well? Yeah. <laughs> With magic and creatures and all this stuff. So, well, there'll be some what the fuck moments a little bit on that, but I guess. So, and then, and then the second question is wait, where did the candle come from? Yeah. <laughs> this magical yeah. candle that we base all of the story on. Yeah. Is it? I, I, my assumption is like, later on we see like the, the kind of the filling in of this, a lot of the story. I'm like, okay, so is it the sacrifice of the abuelo mm-hmm. that enchants this candle or creates this guy? I don't even know if that candle was there before. It sounded like it was there and then it became magical. But I, again, right. there was a lot. Well, answer. Yeah, me, you know, it's candle. You're just supposed to buy into it. It's a Yankee candle. It probably smells like grapefruits and oh man, if they, if they put Yankee on the side of that, man, it'd be oh man, what a what a product placement. That would be hilarious, man. <laughs> the Yankee Madrigal <laughs> candle. <laughs> you can't have Yankee and then have a Colombian name. No, I, I think yeah. I don't think it. I don't think they make it out of the. I don't think it turns out the same well if it's a Yankee candle. No. no. Shit is not magical. Um, so and I saw, I see what they did there. Madrigal, magical. Eh, yeah. See, see the play on words. Okay. No. I mean, it, yeah. I don't know where the camel came from. It just kind of was there, and um, you know, you're just supposed to accept that moment. And, and I guess I'm, I'm, you know, it's a nitpick, but it is kind of like it does kind of stick out because you kind of like, well, where where did that come from? And can we get another one? Is is, you know, yeah. 
do we have to sacrifice somebody else for a second girl? Um, so because this is like essentially a musical and the, you know, the, the music is intertwined with the story. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I will jump to that, the soundtrack now, which is like the first song we hear, um, which is the family Mata de Gal. Um, yep. I, I found it really hard to like listen to the lyrics. I couldn't, it was like a lot of it was really fast and like mm. it just felt like they were trying to get through so much information to like get you up to speed <laughs> like family yeah. members names like what the situation is they're all magical what they can do and then also that mirabelle is does not have a gift and like it's all packed into the one thing and i was just like mm. I felt a little overwhelmed yeah um by the information and the delivery <laughs> So yeah, the beginning of the movie that that was a little weird. I think, needless to say, uh, I did not like that song. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't too crazy about it either, and um, yeah, I was I was like, what what is going on right now? Like the beginning of the movie was, uh, I was uh, to be honest, I was I was like, man, why are we doing this in the beginning? I was like, really because of that moment it was a little loose it was just mm -hmm. a little loose but um but i think you know you already mentioned that you liked it so yeah i think it was just we had the same journey in this movie yeah. which is uh, oh, 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 oh yeah oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly um it's, it's funny because last night i went to go see a 355 and i had the same exact experience with that movie so when i turned this on and that was going through the same thing i was like, what the fuck is going on this weekend man uh i mean yeah i, I haven't had that bad luck but anis and i watched uh eternals last night on mm -hmm. disney plus it's been a disney plus weekend <laughs> that wasn't your first time watching it though right? yes sir yes sir it was what oh we're gonna yeah. have to have conversations about that after that but anyway to be continued yeah um and of course i mean for me um you know we, we did not do in the heights but i did watch it yeah i haven't um, seen it yet but you know i mean it's a, you know it's a musical it was you know very big on broadway um and very anticipated um when it came out right um but a big gripe was the misrepresentation of hispanic yeah. Latin american folks yeah. Um, so all lighter skinned people were essentially in this film, and the only guy that wasn't was a black dude. Yeah. Um, this film, actually, the, the family itself is intermixed with you know darker skinned Hispanic folks. So yeah. Um, you know they did a good job. I don't know if Lin Manuel <laughs> saw it coming with in he's the like, heights, and he's like, oh, guys, we need to we need to, change, we need to change some of these characters right here." <laughs> Did I show you the tweets from my last one? No, uh, mm -hmm. we gotta. Let's get ahead of this. So, uh, yeah, so probably. It was like, and like, and like, very cool. Like, ah, man, I, we should probably had like someone, a guest on this show from that uh, that culture, because like, I would love to hear their in, in, insight on like the different characters, different you know, skin character, color, skin color characters, and like just characters, personalities in this. And if that, like, if they can see stuff in their lives and their families that match up with the with, with them. Mm. and just have that conversation because uh, there was a lot of like very colorful people pun not intended right very colorful personalities it was if it, it felt like um so i grew up in a very um hispanic neighborhood and 
this movie really reminded me of some of the families of some of my friends like very like like there was something for everybody just like something for everybody there's the the grandmother who's like you know matriarch yeah no one questions her whatsoever and there's the crazy uncle and there's the the cousins who are like these little kids who are just nosy and running around getting into things um the older sister who's like yeah she was like she's like second in charge of the family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's conflict within the family. You know, it's yeah. it's so awesome. It's it's it was that much they really got. They did a great job building out the, the family and 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 like to your point, you know, making sure they kind of represented different skin tones and different flavors and experiences of the family. So, which is weird because they all live in this little crevice of a community that just you know you know is another story like you know I, I I am not Hispanic I don't know if people know this I've gotten mistaken for a Cuban and Dominican yeah, I before I could see that um like my godmother is Dominican though and I'm like trying to think about what does she even line up with any of these characters not not really <laughs> Mm. I don't. I don't see her. You know, and I mean that's what they do with these films, right? They want people to like identify with certain characters. Oh, you're right. such a like, like you're such a Miranda, right? Like the whole thing with Sex in the City. So, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. They definitely want to re- uh, recreate that feeling with this film and most of their films. So, um, so you know, we're we're introduced to the the family in this very rushed way in the beginning. Um, what I loved about the the only thing I, I kind of loved was these those kids who kept coming back to the question. Um, so your power is uh-huh. like, what? Damn, damn, come on, why are you calling? Why are you blowing up my spot? Shit. Why are you all up in my grill, man? And, and then it was it her cousin. Her cousin's like, oh, made it better. She doesn't have a gift, and just like saunters off. I was like, wrong. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> she ain't shit. <laughs> damn. It was there was some kind of like I feel like a little what the fuck in that family like I mean I mean it was the point of the movie but mm-hmm. they really treated her like shit dude I'm like it was kind of fucked up <laughs> well I mean like well it, it, I mean towards the end it, it kind of seems like we're focusing on Mirabelle but like it's yep. not just her problem right like the grandmother specifically abuela is the one that kind of puts pressure on everybody to be you know perfect well the, the, the one sister is supposed to be perfect the another one's supposed hard. to be like like the strong one uh and yeah and you see the, all these like the cracks in the foundation of the house you see these cracks and these I- ideal personalities that the, the abuela has created right so so i yeah, guess man. The family, well, the house is kind of the representation of the family, right? I yeah. guess that's what we're trying. They're they're coming. They're basically saying he's like the mm-hmm. house, the home is only as strong as the family is. So, mm-hmm. and then I mean, I don't know if we need to. Let me just write down this quote right oh. now that I have just thought of, and we'll just bring it back at the end. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, um, you know, I did like, you know, the, um, I did like the, right after that beginning, kind of where they start, um, 
you know, you start seeing all all the um, different family dynamics and and you know dinner time and like all the different interactions and how broken the com- communication in in the family was um, for Maribel. You know, her like it was like she was like like. I was just trying to think about it from like if this was a live action movie, like what what would be stopping her from just saying, you know what, I'm out. I'm you know what, I'm out. I'm gonna go to New York. I'm gonna be a vlogger, you know, or something. You know, why is she stuck I'm, around? I'm, I don't I'm, know. Su- I'm surprised they didn't even play with that idea. Maybe for lack of time, but yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, I mean, so two hour so, movie. So this whole like first. Um, called the second third scene kind of revolves around um what's his name the the younger uh antonio getting Mm -hmm. his gift right right um and she has a close relationship with him and you know he's afraid based on like what happened to her that he might not get a gift as well like this whole thing I, i thought you know between that song and like the dynamic you're talking about that they show like with mirabelle and her family members especially the abuela um, I, I, it almost felt they like they overdid it. Like, yeah, you don't have a gift. You don't have a gift. You don't have a gift. I'm like, okay, okay, I get it. Yeah, get yeah, it. yeah. Um, but I, th- you know, it it does pay off. It does hit harder yeah. at the end, right? Um, and it is like even that scene with Antonio and he's at the door and you're like, and, and he asks, he's like, that was a good scene. I thought like when, um, he's like on the carpet, right. Um, and all the family are waiting to, you know, for him to like walk up and get his gift. And he's super nervous. Uh, and he reaches out to Mirabelle mm. and she's like, I can't go with you. Like almost like it's a bad omen, but right. like, he needs her. And then she walks him up there and you're like, well, shit, maybe she is a bad omen. Maybe he won't get his gift and they're going to blame her even more. Like, mm. so that was actually a really good scene for me. And like, when he got it, you're like, oh yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, like everybody else, you're kind of sitting on the edge of your seat. So yeah. Plus, I mean, there's a bit of a, I mean, for her, you got to think that's, it's kind of like a flashback, you know, that's PTSD right there. Yeah. I mean, you know, the last thing you want to do is go back up to that knob and, you know, and and you also don't want to be, like, like you're happy for him, but you also, like, don't want to be there in the moment that someone else in your family is getting their powers to, and you're Mm -hmm. like, all right, thanks a lot. Yeah, cool. <laughs> I mean, th- I think throughout she she was a pretty like pretty good character, like pretty strong character, right? Like mm. she didn't, for the most part, hold it against any of her family that they had gifts and she didn't. Right. It 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 really kind of took a head when her when the family would like kind of look down and talk down to her because she didn't, right? And yeah. she, she still kind of like brushed it off most of the time. So yeah, like there's a lot to like about her. Yeah, it's a really good like role model, like a good character for like a lead character. Yeah, because you kind of, because you know Disney films for the most part end in like this big, you know, positive moment, and that's the kind of like the reveal of, you know, your your life lesson for the movie or whatever, right? But I think in characters like her, there are things that you can kind of take away without even that moment right you there's the 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 ability of knowing that you don't have to be what everybody else is in order to be 
who you are. You know what I mean? Like, and you know, those are those. I think that's why, like, if you're going, if you're going to have your kids watch anything, these movies are good because every moment teaches something that they can take away. You don't have to wait to the end to get the lesson. You know what I mean? I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, but uh, this now leads me to a new question, which is uh, I'm sure the lesson here is like, or part of this, the end of the story is like Mirabelle's gift is that she like is able to bring the family back together. Right. She's and she's the missing piece that bring you know does that does that and you know the help gets the house whatever, right. um, but she does, lest we forget, have a vision. Mm. Is that like like her uncle Bruno? Is that she she had power? She yeah. had a power, right? Well, I think she had powers. I think so. Here's a here's the thing, right? So the. She, I think she had powers, just that her powers don't come the way everyone else. They weren't as obvious as everyone else's. You know what I mean? I think because you, if you see that scene where she's yelling at Abuela, as she's as she's yelling, the how all the crack cracks start, and it happened earlier in the movie too, where she was getting she was kind of depressed, and you, she started seeing cracks, and I think that she was tied to the house. I think she was tied to the energy of the family. And I think it was basically her, that's her power. Her power is keeping her, you know, so it's not like she doesn't super strange. She can't go super fast. Maybe somebody's other, I think there's a lesson there, which is maybe your superpower is not necessarily you know, something like that, but your superpower is building family, keeping your family together, being there for your family, even though they weren't there for you. And that's the only person who was really there for her in that whole movie was the little boy, her mom, and to some degree, and Bruno. And Bruno was kind of my favorite character in the whole movie. He was hilarious. <laughs> um... Uh, yeah, I, I see where you're going with that. Like, I feel like, you, to your point, yeah, I think she had some, maybe maybe she's like, um, she's like, um, she's like Professor Rose. X. Yeah, or so, yeah, like, maybe. She's like, like Professor X and like, well, it's, you know, it's his power you don't see, right? Right. Most of the time. And, and it's a lot of it is holding his students together and, and the team together. Right, so, so there, there uh, you go. Right, maybe she I mean, is uh, powerful. Must psych. be like Batman, right? I mean, that's, <laughs> I was watching this movie and I, I kept thinking, is this how Batman feels with the Justice League? <laughs> I'm the reason we're together. We are the Justice League. Fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then she goes off on this uh, I, I don't know, adventure to save the family. Right. Essentially, she goes into Bruno's room, and it's this huge, like, cave, cavern kind of thing. And it actually led to one of my favorite really quick scenes, which is, like, you know, she, she swings across this big chasm, lands on the other side, and, like, in celebration, she, like, stomps her foot, and a piece of the, the ground below her just, like, falls down. 
like the, her and the, the toucans were there and her and the toucan just like listen until they hear it hit the ground and then you just got the toucan like looking at her kind of like, like side eye <laughs> but it's funny because his eyes are on the side of his head yeah. so it's, it just added to the effect i was cracking for that one man that was really funny yeah that was a good scene uh and you know you know I, bruno like was her like in a lot of ways, right? I mean, he was out. He was an outcast, even though he yeah. did have a gift. But yeah, even with powers. So, I think that was another kind of argument to her point, which is, you know, it's not necessarily about because I have have or don't have powers and whatnot. You know, that that's that, because it was because whatever the powers they had or didn't have didn't support the abuelas, like. Idea right. of what the family was, right? What was the family to do? like? I was that kind of. I don't know. It was kind of like a best case scenario because I mean, think about it, right? This family had powers and and, and they were just welcomed in the village and all, a whole bit. I, no, nobody carried no torches. And no one got freaked out. It's not like they were. I mean, they're in the middle of Colombia. So, I don't know. I mean, it's just weird in a lot of ways that this, this village was just like, yo, y'all, you know, we cool with y'all. You know, it's all good. Nobody had a problem. <laughs> uh, I feel like, you know, if you had like those smaller towns become less and less like technology focused and more and more traditional and like religious yeah. and magic and all that stuff, maybe that makes, maybe that is more realistic <laughs> depiction. Yeah. Yeah, of a small maybe. town. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm not saying anything for fact. I was spitballing. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, and then when the uh, <laughs> what was it like? Mirabelle tells her dad the prophecy. Like, well, he walks uh, in on her, and she has the the, the thing out, the pieces yep. of the glass, yep. and then he's like, they're like whispering to each other, like, you're not gonna tell anybody that the you know the family's falling apart, <laughs> the magic's going away, and like the, the the cousin who's across the way, like they open the door, and she's just like, I heard that, <laughs> I heard that, and her power is super hearing, which is <sighs> this will this will go to our other question at the end of the podcast, but I, I don't think she's uh leading the superhero charge. <laughs> <laughs> um uh but that like and then like so then they have a dinner and, and like the, the cousin tells everybody it's like this game of telephone and everyone finds right. out she's like bursting to tell somebody <laughs> yeah um and then um and then what happens oh yeah they the, the, the proposal to her sister is ruined and like they the, the the groom and the mom walk storm out and everyone chases after them and everyone's like blaming Mirabelle like oh this is your fault right. and I immediately was like oh this is like that early scene in Home Alone with Kevin when he uh he, everyone like you know he knocks over soda or milk or whatever and like everyone gets upset at him yeah well, popped in my head Home Alone which is I believe also on Disney Plus right now. Yeah, I think it is. I think it is. And uh uh yeah, I mean that was a good scene. I mean uh kind of sets the stage for the the um what the this was the 
insanity that's about to transpire. And it also starts to, you start to see there also in that room where she, um, she, she's stressed out and the house starts to crack and she jumps on it. Says, Oh no, you're doing really good. Yeah. Oh yeah. You're doing really good. <laughs> I, I, I think that was, I think there was some places in the movie where we're supposed to like, they're showing us that she's tied to what's going on, but she doesn't know it. She just thinks that, you know, it's just the house is cracking and I need to find out why. And, um, you know, why nobody wanted to know? Why didn't anybody want to know why it was like, like if, if the house and the candle is tied together and they're giving me superpowers and someone comes to me and says something's wrong with the house, I'm going to know something's wrong with the house because I don't want to lose my superpowers. That just seems crazy. Well, are you talking about, because remember initially when she sees the cracks, it's, it's in her head essentially, right? right? It's not actually having no one else sees it. Right. I don't know at what point. I think it's more towards the end when it actually starts cracking. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, yeah, I don't. I can't remember. I just watched it. And I can't remember. Um, but um, I don't know. Well, from the first song we talked about to the, the scene we're at now, I think we have a few songs like um, "Colombia Mi Encanto," performed by Char- Carlos Vives. Um, I can't remember. I think that's just. Is that the party? Like maybe it's the party scene for the uh, for Antonio when he's getting his gift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I like that one. It reminded me of like Carnival in Jamaica and like Soca. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then oh, waiting on a miracle, which I almost thought was going to be like the new Let It Go from Frozen. Um, but it has really cool visuals that go along with it. Like so, it's her waiting for a miracle, waiting for her to get her gift, and why mm. did she get a gift? And everyone else is shitting on her, and they have this like this slow mo. Like she's moving around the normal speed, but every everyone else around her is going really slow. It was a cool effect. What what was so when we you uh, messaged me about the possibly doing this movie? Uh, was the music the song that you were um, mentioning? Was it was it the we don't talk about Bruno? Um, I wasn't talking about a song. I sent an article that was uh, okay. um, talking about the soundtrack as a whole. It is. I mean, it's a it's a big soundtrack. That's from one, and um, it's kind of like half half, you know, uh, songs, you know, and then a half sound, you know, com- compositions. I suppose. Uh, I mean, they, they list forty four songs here. I, yeah. did, I I did not hear forty four songs. I mean, yeah, I was gonna say where were those 44 where are the other 20 <laughs> cuz i didn't see i didn't hear i don't know if like maybe it's the little small thing that song music between different scenes and chase, you know start you know like do sometimes um maybe they count that as part of it but um yeah i mean there was stuff i couldn't identify which is probably instru- the instrumental stuff um it was yeah. It was just like it felt like if I was at uh, El Cantonero here on University Place, this Mexican spot, hmm. they got a little space upstairs where they're always playing Mexican music. Like no that's what it sounded like. Um, 
Yeah, it's a, it was music's great. I, I. Well, it's also it's a good mix of stuff too, as usual. There was a, there's like um, like it felt like a musical. It definitely felt like a musical, and um, I, you know, there's this, that scene with um, where they're singing um, what's the what was the sister's name that was super strong? Oh uh, um, yeah, the the song is a. Uh, well, she, was, uh, she was Louisa, yeah. Surface Pressure was the song. That was more contemporary. Yeah, that was kind of dope song. Yeah, I like that one. I mean, the, the whole soundtrack. I mean, and you see this with the more these these recent Disney uh, musicals, which is like they'll have like the more classic. Like this one was more classical Latin American sounds. Yep. Uh, and then they bring in the contemporary songs. Of course, you're gonna have the the musical influence, like that right. musical, you know, grand, you know, sound. And then they have songs that mix mix up two or three of those elements. So, you know, I saw that, I heard that here as well. Well, they know they they know their audience. So there's that. So they, speaking they of speaking of Louisa, another trivia, uh, IMDb trivia. According to the character designer Dylan Ekrin. The artists had to fight for Louisa to be buff. Oh, really? Oh, why would that be a fight? Oh, I can see why. Come on, they—it's all—you know, Disney is always about these very feminine. Women. Yeah, that was more of a—it wasn't really a question. It was just like it was dope. Yeah. I mean, she was kind of dope. Well, she was—I mean, there was times when I was like, "Oh, she's like Hulk." Well, so I mean, you know, I don't want to rush it into the movie, but. Uh, or into the podcast, but that was on my mind. I was kept. There's that scene where you know during that whole song where there she's like uh, you know smashing rocks and boulders. She definitely, and, she definitely goes like and like flexes. Yeah. I'm like, okay. and I'm like, I'll so smash. who wins between Superman and her? What's well, I don't yeah. know. She was losing her powers. So I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> although I mean, her powers are magical, if we're going to use Superman as an example, and one of Superman's weaknesses is magic, it's so, so better facto, Shazam. She would, yeah, probably. I mean, well, this is Disney, so we have to talk about Marvel, shouldn't we? Well, oh yeah, that's true. So, <laughs> Hulk. I don't know. Hulk. Why Thor? Is... <laughs> Hulk, Thor. Thor. Yeah, yeah. Thor. Disney yeah. Man. Um. And where are we are, oh, we must have. I mean, it, kind of to the scene we left off on, we must yep. have gotten past the "We Don't Talk About Bruno" song you just mentioned. Yeah, that this song, two, three, four, yeah. five, five thumbs up. Yeah, it was fun. It was. Yeah. It's, it's it's fun. It's like it's a perfect song in in for Disney because it's a, such a Disney song, but it's also something that. Yeah, I could listen to that. I could listen. I could bop my head in my head to that because it's kind of dope. I mean, I also I love the um. I mean, towards the end, you have these layers, these vocal layers mm. that is definitely Manuel Miranda. Yes, you know they're singing different things. They're saying different things, um, but at the same time and intertwining and layering. I mean, definitely Hamilton. Like yes. you had multiple uh, instances of that in Hamilton. So uh, that's one of the reasons I like the song. I'll tell you something that took away from the song is like this song could have been like, I feel like you could have put this on the radio if 
some of the lines weren't so specific to the story no, and what was story. actually happening specifically in that scene. Like, we don't right. talk about Bruno, could have been very, like... It could have, yeah, it could have just been a, you know, just like a, just a song, like not out of, yeah. to your point, yeah. Yeah. So that 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 took away from it a bit for me because like I was enjoying the song and then they started talking about oh this guy's coming up the block I'm like oh come on why 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 did you <laughs> care who cares this guy's coming up the block what's that do with Bruno like shit anyway so that's one thing I'll say I hate to be a downer yeah that's okay it was still good it's still a good song I mean it just yeah. you can't like it's, it's it'll be hard for you to enjoy it outside the context of this movie <laughs> right so. Um, and speaking of Bruno, this is the big question that popped in my head when we saw where he was living. Does oh. Bruno have a bathroom? That's a good question. Well, that's a good he lives question. with rats. The rats were using his toothbrush to clean their feet. He has a toothbrush, <laughs> but it looked like it was next to a little mug, a teacup. So that's how he was brushing his teeth. I would presume he did not have a bathroom. How stinky was this man? And did Mirabelle not realize? Well, the other question is, logistically speaking, that must have been a big-ass house because the inside of the house, the in, upside of the walls of this house, were almost as big as the inside of the actual main house. And I'm like, what? Wait, so nobody knew you were up in there? That's some creepy shit. <laughs> Well, like at one at one point when they're letting some of the village people in the house, they're all outside, I guess, partying, and then they let them inside, and the kids are like, "It's even bigger on the inside." Yeah, I guess that's magic. For well, you. it's a magic house, so I guess you know. But the house, the house got some dark secrets, man. I'm telling you, boy, because <laughs> there's no way this house didn't know, or the house had to know he was in there, but said nothing to nobody about nothing. Just saying. Um, and, and I think we also mentioned, you know, we were talking about how the house is the, it's not a personification, it's just a representation. Representation of like, you know, that family, the family dynamic, whether it's strong or weak or whatever. Right. Um, and, but I, th I think, you know, what they were, the, the kind of overall conversation, like taking out you know, magic and whatever, like it's the, the story here is like amplificate it's amplifying the pressures of and expectations of family. And like, that's something that I think anyone can identify with. Right. And they say on um, numerous occasions, like I am as special or you are as special as the rest of your family. And it's, again, it's another message that, you know, Disney, you know, that's the moral of the story essentially. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, yeah. No, it's yeah. all positive. It's all good. It was a good, good story. It was a good story. It was nice, it was, nice delivery. I don't remember. To be honest, I don't remember the last um, Disney animated film that I've watched that was new. I don't remember the last one. So, um, what's wrong with you? I watch that shit every time it comes out. Yeah, no, you watch. I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, we already we've already established that I am Disney Plus's spokesperson. Yeah, you definitely are. The, probably have your picture up on somebody's bulletin board at Disney. What viewer of the week? <laughs> I mean, they better let me know and give me some money for it. <laughs> this yeah, is my okay. prize. Your prize is 
that you've earned all this knowledge from Disney. Well, by the way, Luca, Luca was the, the, the probably the most recent animated film before this one. Uh, oh, Luca, right. He's a sea creature, comes out on land, turns into a boy. Oh, you're right. The two boys. The the two boys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Albert, Alberto. Well, that came out last summer, right? Yeah, I think so, yeah. By the way, the last one you probably watched was probably Soul, because we did that one. Yeah, it's probably it was, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which probably came out the year before, so, yeah. Yeah, so, okay, so I only missed one. Okay, so I don't feel bad now. <laughs> anyway, getting back to the story, the the, the big... I don't know. The big showdown between Mirabelle and Abuela. This is where Mirabelle shots fired. Um, you know, the the house is cracking and all that sort of this, they know that magic, the magic is dying, the, the candles in jeopardy. Right. And uh by the way, the Abuela seemed to have already known this, but she was like hiding it from everybody. Yeah. I know she, she you know, she's the matriarch, she's trying to protect the family, but you know, she didn't win a lot of fans on, uh, in this movie. Not up front. No. Um, and then, so Abuela and Mirabelle are going at it. They're yelling at each other. And then, like, Mirabelle's like, the miracle is dying because of you. And I just went, uh oh, here we go. Oh, damn. But that's when the whole house started actually cracking in front of everybody. <laughs> yeah. Which is kind of like, is it? Well, you just said that, and that's when it started cracking. Really I'm surprised Maribel didn't, because you know she was dropping bombs on her, on on Abuela. Uh, I'm surprised she didn't drop. Well, you know what? You don't have powers either. So what about that? Because she didn't. Grandma didn't have no powers either. Yeah, I didn't. She didn't. I mean, at one point she said something, and I guess the house yeah. did something. So maybe she could control the house. She, I guess the house. She, well, according to. Her superpower profile. Mm-hmm. She has no powers. What is, there, is that online? You have an actual superpower profile for the yeah. not the gods. Yeah. <laughs> I was um, like, seriously, people, y'all need to go outside and watch or something because when you're starting to build superhero profiles off of Disney movies, there's you know enough. Yeah, I might be okay with it. No, yeah. Uh, how, how else would we know otherwise? Um, so I, you know, and it, I watched this movie this morning, right before you know we got on this. Essentially, me too. Um, which, which I, I don't. I, I like to watch it right before, so it's fresh. But like, I, I also like to watch it another time. Right, one time where I just sit and watch it and enjoy right. it without analyzing all the shit. Right. Uh, which is almost second nature to me now, and then watch it again where I can take notes and stuff like that. So, right, maybe yeah. I'm a little too critical, but um, I, like after we have this face off between Mirabelle and um, Abuela, like you know the house starts crumbling and then Mirabelle runs away, and then like the the resolution and this transformation, mm. it just seemed too easily, too easy. Like Abuela accepting accepting her flaws and like. Apologizing to Mirabelle, it just seemed, you know. Eh. Well, I mean, I mean, the house had to crumble for it to happen, but still, she lost. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, to my, you know, her point. It's kind of like, well, 
you lost all it's kind of like uh you lose everything at that point you you know you kind of have to figure that there's no more room for her to kind of be <laughs> we got we got to wrap angry. this up kind of <laughs> so yeah maybe it's more so, of a timing thing <laughs> yeah we're at an hour 30 okay it's time um Oh, is this? oh, I don't see the uh, hour 42 minutes. Yeah, that's probably long enough, especially for an animated film. Yeah. Um, which brings me to another trivia piece of trivia from IMDb. Uh, the mm. word Encanto comes from the Span- uh, from Spanish and means charm, spell, or enchantment. It is both used as a way to, it is also, but it's both used as a way to tell a magic incantation and as an adge- adjective for sweetheart. Oh. Which adds another level. I think to the title and then you know it, it fits okay. perfectly, right? That makes sense. I mean, I guess it's interesting. What, what, what didn't I didn't understand was in the vision, the second vision that Bruno had. They clearly showed um, her hugging her sister. Uh, did they? Yeah, but maybe, maybe, well, it was true because remember she does hug her sister and then Abuela comes in the room and, and goes off on them. And I think- Yeah, and, 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 and uh, Bruno also says it's out of order. Right, right. So, so it's possible when you, that- when, when, you, when, you first, when you first see that embrace, it's blurred who the other person is. Right, true that. And then so later, maybe she's it was like, yeah. separate scenes. Yeah, it's it was just a, he's got a, to, a, he's a, got to get a hold on his power. Yeah, it was just a device used to keep us guessing. But I'm gonna have to give. I, him a, I assumed it was the abuela when the when the blurry thing was there. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, you may need to call Charles Xavier see if you can get like some pointers or something. Um. And what else in this? So we're kind of like approaching the end of this film, but like talking about some of the other songs, like All of You, right. uh, which is like the, the last song where all the village is helping them rebuild and everyone's singing together. I had a really cool line from that. The stars don't shine, they burn. Yeah, I like that too. I really like that line. And it's true. I never, it never even actually occurred to me until they said that. I'm like, oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> I might have to steal that line for a song. <laughs> I'll just I'll just reorganize it so it sounds original. Um, <laughs> there's a couple of uh, songs in the closing credits: Mirabelle's Cumbia, El Camino de, de Mirabel. Um, I think they oh, also. So you replay. actually watch the credits too? Yeah, man, I got to. That's where some of the music is. They also replay uh, uh, Dos Araguitas mm-hmm. and what else? There was something of oh, Family. Was it the Family Madrigal? Yep. So they replay a few of the songs from the, the movie. Uh, really cool stuff. Um, and it, which will lead me, well, we'll get to our favorite songs and stuff like that at the end. But yep. before that, any uh, quotes or what the fuck moments do you want uh, to highlight? No. You know, at the end of this movie, I was thinking about, like, I, you know, about our what the fuck moments. And I. You know, I didn't have a lot of what I would consider what the fuck moments, but like, like a general what the fuck movie. 
in a lot of ways because like i like to my you know my earlier point was a whole a whole house full of super powered beings living in the middle of Colombia. I don't know. It seems to me to be involved in drugs or something. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's a stereotype, but I just feel that. like maybe the fa- maybe the villagers weren't like. How do we know they were liking them? Like maybe somebody in the family has like some kind of mental powers and maybe that's abuela's power we just didn't know oh uh, there you go <laughs> but you're gonna pick that out before you you pick out the unicorn donkeys during this oh, song <laughs> but isn't that like a what the, the fuck uni- moment the, for across all of disney <laughs> yeah and it happened in this film um <laughs> i just saying uh but your your um your earlier um uh, point out of the rats um, washing with his toothbrush. I was mm-hmm. like, what the f- are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> is this a normal occurrence? <laughs> and you still use that toothbrush? Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. is that just a, the, the, the rat's toothbrush? You have to clarify. Yeah. Um, man, well, I have one it's towards the end because I was curious of what the fuck was this kid was doing you know at the end when all the the, the village people are helping rebuild the house yeah and this oh. boy drinks something red and bull gives you like, wings and it starts like hammering <laughs> shit like crazy dude i was like what is it well you say red bull i say like you know some cocaina cocaina <laughs> what's happening apparently i saw a quote it was a uh lin manuel miranda posted on twitter the boy who drinks too much coffee is my everything so I guess it was coffee. It wasn't oh, a coffee was, mug. That was coffee. I don't, I, I don't remember when coffee did that to nobody. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've never had a cup of coffee and then go bang out 35 nails in a row. <laughs> yeah, cocaine off you. Yeah. Um, anyway, that was that was probably my main one. Yeah, I mean, there's not there wasn't a lot of which says a lot about the film that there weren't that many what the fuck moments. You know, I guess. So. Yeah, because if we go back to older films, you know, they have all those. All those articles about what animators hid within like Little yeah. Mermaid and other films. So uh, I think they stopped doing that. I hope. Yeah. Um, Who knows? We may find out later. Yeah. I had some quotes <laughs> that I really liked. One being, um, I guess, when uh, Mirabelle first is trying to tell people that the, the magic is dying and like the way it cuts her off is like, the magic is strong. And so are the drinks. Oh yeah, I was like, well, that could have. That's kind of like a little bit of a light. What the fuck moment? I was just like, yeah. so are you? Are you saying that your your granddaughter was drunk? Are, are you? That's kind of fucked up. I mean, you, yeah, you could look at it that way. I'm hoping she's just saying, enjoy yourselves, everybody, and ignore this crazy this little drunk girl. hoe. <laughs> wow. We just had a Disney we were reviewing a Disney movie and Darren just referring to the main character as a drunk hoe. Hey, let's make it clear. I didn't right, make the reference. Is, is, Grandma is, is, is did. That, is that gonna be the quote we put when we, we promote on social media? Yeah. <laughs> it's quick. Ignore, ignore this drunk hoe, Darren Jenkins. <laughs> you give a picture of her. Try to capture a freeze frame with her like making a face. Um now I liked, um, uh, uh, I, mean, I, I like the one where Mirabelle is trying to like make nice with uh, her sister, with Issa, 
And she's like, Issa uh, comes to the realization that, yeah, she's always just making flowers, like perfect looking flowers, but then she just randomly made this like cactus, on, mm. you know, asymmetrical cactus. And she, and oh, yeah. Maribel's like, Issa, that's a very big confession. Bring it in. Like, she just wants to go <laughs> on to solve everything. I was like, and the face she makes is it's hilarious. Please watch this movie, everybody, even if we've spoiled it for you. Yeah, there's a, there's a, it's a, it's a you know, it's solid, it's solid movie. Um, oh, and then, and then, did you have any quotes? Uh, maybe only like one kind of like I thought was kind of cool, kind of dope to say, which was when her and Isabel that scene that must have been a really good scene for us. Um, that with her and her sister, and she um, says, I'm tired of being per- of, of perfect. I want real. And I thought that was dope because that's, that seems to be something that a lot of people go through. Mm. And nobody's perfect, and you've got to realize that. Right. Um, <laughs> I liked um, at the end when Mirabelle match makes Mariano and Dolores. Oh, yeah. And, and they start talking, and he's like, I see you. And he's like, let's get Maddie. She's like, slow down. Slow down, though. <laughs> Uh, some some good stuff, man. Some good stuff in here. All right. Um, anything else before we get to our final questions? I don't think so. Uh, I think the final questions should be interesting. Yeah, we have some tailor-made ones for this film. Uh, all right, I'll, I'll kick it off. Um, sure. So I just thought it would be interesting to compare... Um, the depiction of Latino Hispanic characters in this animated film versus previous ones like Lilo and Stitch. Um, mm. And uh, what was the, 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 the one that came out actually a couple years ago with um, Are you talking uh, about um, with the guitar and uh, Coco. Coco. Um, the depiction of these Latino and Hispanic characters and culture. I don't know what Coco's um, casting. Um, I'm, I'm saying Lilo and Stitch. That's more Pacific Islander, right? It's more like along Moana lines. I mean, I think it's still relevant in the sense that it's a culture that, you know, when it comes to regular Hollywood, isn't always portrayed accurately on the screen by casting characters or actors who are not of that nationality. Um, uh, I think they did a really good, to be honest, I think they did a very good job. And I'm by no means an expert in Hispanic culture. This is why we needed a guest. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, But, you know, for my money, um, if this was a black film, if this was a black family, the creative of this is pretty good. I think they've done a pretty decent job. At the very least, they made a mess. They did a made a massive effort to do it, and that to me is half the battle because most times they don't even make the effort. They just go to whoever's on the list 
list of A-listers and say, I'm put into it that has a big audience that this will come to see this movie. To me, they 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 did the same thing, but they did it within the context of that um, of this movie and and its cultural references, um, which I thought was good. Who did it better? Uh, Alan what's Turek? You said Tudik. Alan Tudik. Yep. Or John Oliver as a toucan. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Alan. But John is a better toucan because he also looks a little bit like a toucan. Well, you know what? I didn't see the, the live the live action one, the the, late, the newer Lion King. Um, but I remember the original one. I, I saw it. Whoever the voice actor was for that one, I enjoyed. Yeah. I've got a lovely bunch of coconuts. Yeah, it was a. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's a better toucan for sure, hundred percent. So, um, shall do you want to want me to ask the second part? Sure. Okay. So, you know, inspired by the fact that this is a Disney film, which also owns Marvel, I came across the thought: which character in this movie do you think Nick Fury? would be most interested in recruiting onto one of his so-called superhero squads. So I, I had to pull up this, uh, this family and power list that you, um, you mentioned. I, were you on, are you on screen rent? Yeah. Well, oof, ooh, this is tough. This is a tough one. There's a couple, there's a couple that, <laughs> yeah. Number one is Mirabelle empowers the family. Yeah. Uh, I'll skip that for now because it's a little bit ambiguous. Professor X. And then two, the mother who heals with food. That's a, it takes a while to, to get to that power, right? You got to like yeah. prepare she everything. She got to carry food with her all the time. <laughs> like <laughs> uh, Bruno sees the future. I think that's in in the running. Yeah. Um, Antonio talks to animals. That's like a B a B list character, B list power. I guess. Uh, even Isabella creates limitless plants still kind of supposedly though her powers I mean, even bruno says bruno says her powers are growing she could do so much more than she actually can do which pun, pun intended her powers are maybe she growing. controls earth or you know yeah but we have to go with what we saw right so okay okay, we'll okay. Um, yeah yeah louise is super strong can always use that yeah uh, abuela keeper of the candle that's her power <laughs> I think we go for me, like here's everything is a useless power. I like Camilo, which is a play on chameleon, um, mm. shapeshifter. Yeah. I think that's a useful one. Uh, yeah. Pippa controlling the weather. Um, it didn't seem to ever go past her own personal space, but yeah. whatever. Um, and Bruno sees the future. Those three are the top. Those are the top three for me. Mm. I know Louise is super strong, but. There's a lot of super strong folks, right? True, true. I uh, I gotta say, I I think Bruno. If if I'm Nick Fury, having somebody like Bruno on my team would be quite useful for someone who could tell what was going to happen before it happened. You know what I mean? Although, to his, you know, a- admission, it's not always in order, so it might. 
might be a little frustrating working with him in, in the heat of a battle. <laughs> um, and who was the one who, uh, what's her name that could hear things? Uh, she's, unless, you know, you're trying to battle an accountant stealing money, I don't see how that's a helpful in a, a fight. So I'm, I'm going to go with Bruno as well. All right. Um, well, what's the what's well, what's the worst one out of those then? Oh, the worst one. Um, let's, let's see. Empowers the family, heals with food, sees the future, talks to animals, creates limitless plants, super strong, keeper of the candle, controls the weather, and oh, here's everything in shapeshifter. Well, less keeper of the candle is also got the fighting skills of Deathstroke. She is the worst because if I'm the enemy, she she's the first person I'm taking out. Yeah, she needs the rest of them to protect her, first of all. Two, right. in this film, she didn't do a good job. No. So. no. <laughs> Bad Abuela. Bad. Uh, and, she, yeah. and, she, and she essentially weakens everybody else's powers in, right. in the process. Right. So, so. yeah, I, I, I'll meet you on that one. That, that and that makes Mirabelle kind of like the antithesis of that. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. We just gave uh, Shield its game plan for moving forward. Um, all right. Well, what's uh? Shall we pick our song? The song's uh, favorite song and song that best fits the movie. Yes, we should. Um, yeah. My favorite song was We Don't Talk About Bruno. We don't talk about that either. We don't talk about Bruno is my favorite. And um, the song for me that fits best is All of You. Um, I agree with uh, Bruno. That was my favorite. Yeah. Uh, as I mentioned, like the the layer, the vocal layers that they threw in there. Um, I thought Dos Araguitas was the one that encompassed the the story. Well, you're wrong. Uh, <laughs> now I understand it is in Spanish, but. I happened to look up the lyrics <laughs> and translate it into English. Oh, aren't you just special? Yeah, I know. Because I, I do. I go the extra mile there. Um, oh, there's actually two versions. But essentially, dos araguitas means two little caterpillars. Um, and if you think that through, like, caterpillars, cocoon, butterfly, like the transformation process, um, and the two main characters being... Mirabelle and Abuela, you could make the parallel there. I don't know if this was written specifically for the, the, the movie either, but um, and it does at one point uh, discuss. It was by Lin Manuel Miranda. Did he write that? Okay. Yep. So this uh, two disoriented caterpillars and two well wrapped cocoons with new dreams. Now all that's missing is to do what's necessary in a world that keeps changing, taking down its walls there comes our miracle and we 
repeatedly talk about the miracle in this film. So, right, and that's the song. That was the song when they were at the uh, river, right, with Grandma and her. I believe so. I probably should have written that down, but um, I believe so. Yeah, pretty sure because Mariposa says butterflies in Spanish, so that sounds about right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh okay. yes, it is, and that's when we get the backstory for what actually happened the night they had to leave their home. The father, the grandfather died and, and all that stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. Which was uh, actually a pretty good piece. We didn't talk about that part, but it was a good, I actually enjoyed that, that part as well. Like, like I feel like kind of this movie is like another 40 minutes longer. They could have did put that at the front of the movie to kind of give us a little bit more context instead of speeding us through that 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 conversation that Maribel was having with herself um, and the kids. Uh, that would have been helpful to kind of understand Grandma's backstory, but maybe, okay. maybe, maybe that's the prequel. Yeah, Decanto. Oh God. <laughs> Okay, so on a scale of one to ten, what do you give this film? This was the first film that I actually gave its rating before I actually saw the movie. <laughs> How does that work, bro? Because I, so I was thinking about like I was you know, preparing. There's nothing you can it. say right now to make me accept that answer. No, wait, hold, hold on. I was like, well, you know, this is a Disney film and. I kind of had heard a lot about it before because, you know, people are online talking about it. So I was just like, you know, this feels like it's going to be somewhere around the eight level. I don't know, seven or eight. And so I watched the movie and I was pretty much right. It's it's probably about a seven and a half, eight. So there you go. I can't give it any higher than that because I... There were just the beginning kind of didn't do it for me so much. Uh, well, I was actually different. Um, I don't know why. Maybe I had my like critics hat on. I was actually ready to to like not like this film. Mm. Um, maybe because I was hearing you know people saying oh the, the soundtrack is like the best and like they, they you know yeah. reviews and stuff and so I I was definitely judging it from the get go um, and that first opening song didn't help either but um yeah mm. so maybe I, I i gave it an eight that might be higher because i had low expectations than maybe if i just mm. like just had a blank slate when i watched it but whatever i mean had some good songs um i really liked a few of the songs uh outside of that opening scene thought it was pretty damn smooth yeah it was good it wasn't like blow 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 me away all right I definitely would recommend watching it. Is this a do you do you think this is a rewatchable film? As as, um, as my definition is, where it's a day killer. I I probably say no. I I want to watch it again where I'm not taking notes and uh, and analyzing it, but that's right, a whole right. different story. It's so. different, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't see this as a. Th- like a, I think when you start getting to nine, nine and a halves, tens, that's when you start talking about consider consideration for rewatchable movies. Moana this, is a, yeah. is a day killer for me. 
Yeah, for you, for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. What can I say? You're welcome. Oh, <laughs> All right, what's what's coming up for you next? Oof. Um, Anything no new? Show, no shows planned, no. Um, probably not until we get out of winter and maybe Omicron. Um, right. But uh, uh, the project is coming along nicely. Yeah, man. Um, well, uh, the producers were just sent some new uh, did some new things yesterday that this needs to be combined into some, one of the songs. So I'm excited to hear that. Um, I am actually going to go into the studio with um, Segnon hopefully on Monday, MLK nice. Day. Um, try and polish off uh, one song um, outside of the project. Maybe re. Put, lay down my vocals for songs for the project. Um, I wrote a new song this week, um, so maybe we'll record that. Um, yeah, cool. so <laughs> definitely <laughs> been doing some stuff outside of live performances, but I'm actually super excited to, because we had a little bit of a hiatus with the podcast, I'm very excited to be doing more of these, and maybe we can do another one in a couple of days. Yeah, yeah. We've got a few that were that uh, hopefully we can cook up and we can get in the studio and knock them out. That'll be cool. Um, I, I'm, I, I'm kicking all these things up one by one, a little bit at a time. 12 million goes back in the studio on Wednesday of next week. With um, We're talking to an, uh, a journalist from the um, Washington Post. Mm. Uh, um, and then uh, Love Actually, uh, the film festival that I run. The close, the uh, last day for entry was yesterday, so and it's about a month away, right? Yeah, so I, I have uh, till next weekend to watch all the films, mm -hmm. which I will start doing today, and uh, yeah, um, and then drop the mic. We'll come back. Um, I'm working on booking a guest right now, a PR person from. Um, she's from. Great Britain, but um, currently stationed in uh, Mexico. I believe she's in Mexico right now. So, yeah, all good stuff. And uh, of course, you know, I'm starting a new gig. So, been busy trying to kick up the new gig at Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> So, they pay us for that one? What's going on? No, but it'd be nice. <laughs> Who knows? You know, maybe people will hear Spotify and listen more. Oh. Well, we are on Spotify. So. We are on Spotify. Cool. Ooh. Well, that, this was a good one. And mm -hmm. um, I think hopefully we'll, like you said, to um, we'll hopefully get to do. I think we we were talking about doing uh, "Don't Look Up," and um, you know we'll see what all other films. If anybody has any suggestions for films for us to do, you know, or if you want to be on the show, if there's a film that you like and a set with a good soundtrack, hit us up um, down here at Download Podcast Show. On Facebook and Instagram and YouTube and wherever else. And um, I think that's it, I guess, right? Yes, sir. Um, be sure to like and subscribe to us if you're watching on us on 
YouTube, uh, if you're on Spotify or Apple Music, or be sure to, you know, hit subscribe so you'll get all our new shows coming up in the next couple weeks. And also be sure to follow Chris, Chris Saunders underscore music, Darren Jenkins 919 on Instagram and Facebook. And that's it for us, I guess. I'm Darren Jenkins. I'm Chris Saunders. And this was the download. Oh.